How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you live on Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. And as usual, I'm joined by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, you ready to do this thing? Absolutely. One of the best divisions in all of football today oh yeah guys we saved the two best for last we're doing the nfc west today next week we're doing the afc west which is by far the best division in all of football um y'all already know tomorrow we're coming a day earlier with the picks pod since i'll be going out of town on thursday so we got all the good stuff coming along for you guys this week it is college football week one finally we don't have to watch all those garbage teams from college football week zero um Let's go ahead, though, and get this thing started here, Ben. Let's talk about, like we said, the NFC West. We'll start out with the Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. Ben, this Rams team is not what they were last year. They did bring in Allen Robinson to replace Odell Beckham on the outside. Allen Robinson's a guy who, until last year, had finished top 10 in being a fantasy wide receiver every single year. He obviously really didn't have uh, anybody to throw him the football, if you will, last year. Um, on top of that, though, guys, they're going to be missing three offensive linemen, including Andrew Whitworth. Matthew Stafford has the elbow injury. Their defense will be missing Vaughn Miller. Um, they did add Bobby Wagner to it, so take that for what it's worth. Um, ben, it's a team that plays the second-hardest schedule in all of the NFL, and they play the hardest uh, hardest passing offenses in the NFL. Will there, Are the Rams uh, going to win this division once again? I'm not going to have them win the division. Um, I think there's just too much unknown about Stafford's elbow right now. I don't really know if what they're saying, if it's the complete truth or not. I don't think – I'm sure they're not being completely uh, honest with everyone. They don't want to give everything away. So if the elbow is fine now, but what if what it's going to be like in week four or week five? So um, I think that's kind of unknown right now. I think Allen Robinson's a big addition for this team. Um, Odell was great for them. Allen Robinson um, – that I think he's going to get back to to what we you know have seen from him in the past. Now he's got a pretty good quarterback, Cooper Cup stud. Um, I think your boy Cam Makers finally getting healthy, or I, th- I think he is healthy now. Um, can finally just like it, it's a new start for him. He came back last year for a serious injury and was just thrown into the playoffs essentially. And they fed him the ball a lot in the playoffs, so yep. I, I think that shows that McVay really likes him. Didn't the Rams lose their defensive coordinator? No, I think offensive they still have Morris there. Yeah, offensive coordinator went to Minnesota as the head coach. Okay, well, yeah, let's be, well, let's be but, honest, Ben. But McVay. Sean McVay. Yeah, that's yeah. McVay. I, I think it seems still really good. I mean, Bobby Wagner is still such a stud, and he's just a born leader for a defense. Um, obviously, they got to replace Von Miller, but Aaron Donald covers most of that defensive line by himself. So I think they're going to be a really good team again. The schedule for a team like this and a coach like McVay doesn't really scare me all that much. Um, they got a good pass defense. Jalen Ramsey locks down about half the, not half the field, but you know, one of receivers. So I think they're still going to be very good. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think this Rams offense is going to be very good. I am a little worried though about that Stafford elbow. He does have the weapons, but they Who's said they back up. Um, their backup is John Wolford. I don't know if you remember him or not, but he was the yeah. uh, played that playoff game. He's from Wake Forest, and then guess who their third string is. Bryce Perkins from Virginia. So that's kind of interesting that he's their third string quarterback. But yeah, you know, they got a loaded running back room. The fact they added Kyron Williams in that. I mean, the offensive weapons are all there, Ben. I think this offensive line will have some problems, though. They were the sixth healthiest offensive line last year. The fact that it's going to be worse than that, the fact that it will be worse 
and odds are you're probably not going to be as healthy again. I think it's fortunate. I mean, look, Ben, when I look at this Rams team, the way I look at it is 49ers blew a 10-point lead to them, and Jaqueski Tart dropped probably one of the easiest interceptions ever, and that's what helped the Rams get to this point last year. I mean, I think this Rams team is really, really good, honestly, but I just don't know, man. I just don't see them doing it to back-to-back years. I don't see it, man. Like, I think this team can still make the playoffs, obviously. The NFC is weak, but – I just think they have a lot more things to go up against this year. I mean, I don't love the secondary either. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey's that guy. I like Taylor Rapp at safety. I mean, Troy Hill, Nick Scott, those guys are whatever to me. Um, Jordan Fuller is going to start out the year hurt. I don't really like their other corners, David Long and Robert Rochelle. I mean, those guys don't really move the needle for me. And this team's never really been a linebacker-centric team. So the Bobby Wagner signing to me is kind of weird and – Losing Vaughn Miller, man, that's tough to replace. I think Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald was, like, massive different. Like, they were massive, massive, massive difference makers. Ultimately, I think this Rams team's still going to be good. They're still going to win 10 games. But the hardest schedule and all that stuff, I think it just all plays their disadvantage. The team's going to get beat up in the regular season. I don't expect them to do much after, beyond that point. Um, let's keep things moving, though, here, Ben. We'll stay in the division with the team that got absolutely embarrassed by them in the uh, conference championship – or not in the conference championship game, but in the uh, playoffs, and that would be the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is back on a brand-new massive contract. Um, a lot of the returning roster is the same here. D-Hop, though, is suspended for six games. Marquise Hollywood-Brown got was traded to them, giving them a stacked-up receiving cores. They still have Rondale Moore, still have Andy Isabella, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz. Um, a lot of this offensive line is – actually, the whole offensive line is back once again. And it's really weird, too. I was looking at offensive line rankings. They were ranked 25th on NFL.com, and they were ranked 8th on ESPN.com. So, it's very confusing. That's probably the most variance I think I've ever seen for one ranking of something. Defensively, though, losing Chandler Jones to be huge. I mean, that guy's a Hall of Fame pass rusher. Without him in there, man, that's going to be a really tough person to replace. Um, still have Buda Baker. One of their – I feel bad that I forgot his name, but one of their corners who's supposed to be their starting corners passed away in the offseason in a tragic death. RIP to him. Uh, Marcus Golden is going to have to step up and rush the passer here. The secondary has a lot of questions outside of Buda Baker, though. Byron Murphy's in. Eh. Marco Wilson is barely – like they said Marco Wilson almost didn't even make the team, yet he's going to be one of their starting corners. So I don't know how I feel exactly about that, uh, about that secondary, but I'll start out here on the Cardinals. Look. The offense is much worse without DeAndre Hopkins. Their offensive efficiency and their ability to throw the ball three yards downfield, everything goes down without DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. He's not going to be easy to replace. I do think adding Hollywood Brown in there and having a second year with Rondale Moore will be huge. Rondale Moore also, though, pretty much caught all his balls last year behind the line of scrimmage. So let's actually see him get involved in the passing game down the field. I think, though, it could kind of be that dynamic, like I talked about Jalen Hurts. Rondale Moore is like 5'8". Kyler Murray's what, like 5'10"? So I don't even think Kyler Murray can really see him if he's go running routes down the field, so that could actually be a problem. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, though, here's here's an interesting number I heard. First five weeks at Texas Tech slash Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury and his offense is virtually unstoppable, and their numbers are off the chart. I'm talking like the best offense in all of college football and all of the NFL. After that, they win 40% of their games. Their offensive numbers regress a lot. I think what that tells you is his scheme is not that complex and it's easier to figure out while it's on camera. You add all that up as well with the uh, fact that Kyler Murray, we've seen once he gets hurt, the offense tail off after they started out 7-0 and last year, although I think Case Keenum played two of those games. Um, 
I think Arizona is going to regress for sure. I think this is a nine-win team. Yeah, I, when I like look at Arizona, uh, I don't really care what the roster is. Is they've been the same thing under Kingsbury's. Like you said, they start hot and they just completely limp to the finish line. Uh, I agree with you, DeAndre Hopkins. They they could barely throw the ball downfield without DeAndre Hopkins last year when he was hurt. Uh, now he's suspended for six games. So they got a lot of talent on this team. I, it just does hasn't seemed to matter. Um, I think Kyle is a good quarterback. I don't think he's great by Same. any means. I feel like a lot of people treat him like he's great because he makes all these flashy plays. Like he skimpers out and then he runs for like five yards, but then the next play, like they don't really do anything. Or I don't know. I just don't – he's not – like compared to the other running quarterbacks in the league, he doesn't dominate like they do, but he gets talked about – I feel like he almost gets talked about more than Lamar. And Lamar's got an MVP, and Lamar's talked about a lot. Like, Kyler's in the discussion on every um, NFL Live, like when they do the Monday show, they're talking about Kyler every single time. So, that is a good, um, that is a good point, though, because, you know, both guys are going to contract a year. There's like both of them are due new contracts and stuff. Kyler obviously got his. Lamar didn't get his yet, but that is a good point. Like you heard about Kyler's every single day. It's like we still don't even hear about Lamar and his contract that much. It's like that after he had that MVP Until season, now. you know what I mean? It's like nobody wants to talk about him anymore. I, yeah, well, Lamar doesn't have an agent, so it probably makes things a little bit harder. I'm just picturing Lamar Jackson like reading a contract. Um, but like, it, I mean, it's good for you to like, like, uh, to know the process enough to like believe in yourself, to do it yourself. That's, that's very cool for an athlete. Um, but yeah, like you know, Lamar, Lamar's going to be talked about now because he just came out and like liked a tweet or I responded to a tweet that someone said uh, like he was offered 250 million and Lamar said, they never offered me that. So it is what it is. I, Back to the Cardinals. I, I think they're a team that can make the playoffs just because like you said, the NFC is not the, the stronger side compared to the AFC, but I can also see them missing the playoffs. I, I think Kingsbury eventually has to be on the hot seat. So depending on how they start this year, it gets hotter. Yeah, I could see them jumping out of the same start once again. And honestly, I think that could be enough to help them limp into a playoff berth again. I mean, we've talked about it a ton, man. This NFC is going to be weak. Last thing I, think I do want to made the playoffs, I think they, if they made the playoffs but got embarrassed, I feel like they would be like, we need a change. Like we're yeah, not meeting we, expectations here. We, you know, like regard if he makes the playoffs and like you said, you know, like they put they put up a good fight, you know, he can definitely keep his job. But like if they put up a playoff and get embarrassed, it's kind of like, you know, the thing where like, for example, the Warriors, you know, they made the playoffs under Mark Jackson as the four seed. I mean, they played okay and they got sent home, you know, they fired him. They went for, it's kind of the same thing, you know, like, okay, yeah, Kingsbury, you're good, but like, you're not great. You know, like you're probably like a, like a 15 to 20th best coach in the NFL. Well, you're not say- they're going to sign Kyler Murray to the deal that they did. They need to win more. Exactly. I agree. I agree with you 100% on that. And this team has got to win more. And also too, they play the second hardest schedule of pass offenses. So that's not boding well for them right there. Um, let's keep things moving here though, man. Let's talk about my favorite team in the NFC besides the Falcons. That would be the San Francisco 49ers. Um, ben, before I name off everything that's gone on with this team, I mean, I'll say this first, they're losing, they lost three offensive linemen. They lost Alex Mack and both guards. They do though run more of a like outside zone running scheme. So, I mean, those tackles should be fine, but is Trey Lance that guy or no, Ben? A lot of distractions with this team. Um, I would say Trey Lance might not be that guy since they just re-signed Jimmy G. Um, they well, re-signed Jimmy G for a 
let's let's talk about it. do you think it's this though do you think that they kept jimmy g around because one they were able to get him to restructure the contract and two i mean look at it this way from jimmy james perspective he looks at it as trey lance comes in here and plays bad they might come back to me and this is my best chance you know to come out here and ball out and get a better job and then on the or and possibly even shoot get my job back you know and then on the flip side of things for for the 49ers they look at it as we have an, I mean, we have a running quarterback. Let's say he gets popped and gets hurt. We still have Jimmy G back here. In worst case, I mean, they still have basically till week six to find a trade for him. Let's say another team's quarterback gets hurt and they're trying to make that playoff push. You know, maybe that team steps up and actually trades for Jimmy G. So here's here's what I believe with Jimmy G. I think if Jimmy G didn't have to have shoulder surgery in the offseason, he would have already been traded. Borderlands made it known he. They were going to trade him. Jimmy G wanted to start. He feels like he's a starter. I agree that he is a starter. I wanted out. No one was going to take him because he hadn't thrown a football in you know, uh, quite a bit of time from his surgery. So I think when he got back from his surgery, right around this time now, uh, I think they um, still wanted to trade Jimmy G. I, I think every team is saying no because, one, every team's either comfortable for where the situation's at right now with the season about to start. And two, they know he's going to be a free agent. So they could just, if they really wanted Jimmy G, just wait for him to be a free agent. You don't have to trade for him. I, I think once they got 30 no's or 31 no's, whatever, uh, from every other team, then the 49ers, they don't want to just release him because they feel like they can get something for him. That's why they wanted to trade him in the first place. I think there's maybe a little bit of, disbelief in Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is obviously still the starter. And once they were officially going to bring Jimmy G back, I think they were like, listen, we, we want to renegotiate and we'll let you be a free agent after next year. So he agrees to take less money and then gets what he wants the following year. So yeah, I mean, injuries can happen, but I don't think you, you don't re like, they're not re-signing Jimmy G. I, I don't think for that reason, like you can't predict Trey Lance is going to get hurt. There's plenty of r- running quarterbacks in the league that play every game. It's just there's a lot more running quarterbacks in the league. So I think it works out for um, the 49ers. They couldn't trade them, but they still get to keep them on a cheaper salary. Um, and I think Jimmy G gets what he wants. Uh, he just has to wait another year. He gets to be a free agent. He ain't sticking around. Yeah, I also think it's smart, you know, for Jimmy G to stick around too and get paid because, you know, if his elbow or Alex shoulder, Smith, which, which, which one did you say it was, his shoulder? I believe it was. Uh, it could have been a double. I think it was. I think he had shoulder surgery, but it, yeah, it, it may have been double. But Alex Smith did the same thing. He stuck around for that one extra year, and mm-hmm. the Chiefs said, "Okay, we'll we'll trade you." Uh, like basically, who do you want to go to? And they tried to make it work. I don't remember if he went to his number one team, Alex Smith. Um, yeah, he went to Kansas City, so he definitely went to yeah. a solid spot. That was when they had Kaepernick. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I think Jimmy G's doing the right thing, sticking out there, but. I think Trey Lance will be the guy to open up this offense. I don't know if y'all remember back. It was over a year ago when me and Dem did the draft preview podcast. I said I'd take Trey Lance over all those quarterbacks in that draft class, and I still stand by that statement. I think Trey Lance is that guy. I think he has the legs, and I think he has the arm talent to do it. I mean, we even saw him in preseason throwing those long balls. I mean, I, him and Iuk apparently have the chemistry. Debo is obviously a freaking beast. This offense is ready to go off, man. Just let Trey Lance get that ball out of there, get it to all those guys, George Kittle as well. Um, 
I just think that Trey Lance is that next transcendent quarterback. I think that his athleticism puts him in that category, and I think he has the arm strength. I think he's a little bit more of a runner than like the Herberts and Mahomes and stuff, and those guys are better passers than he is. But I think he can put it all together to be an own quarterback and come into his own. I really think that he is the one of the best offensive minds in the NFL, too, with Kyle Shanahan, the guy like you were telling me. I want to steal your point, Ben, so I'm going to give you credit for it. Ben brought it up in the pre in the pre-room. They own, but he owns Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to put Trey Lance in those positions to succeed here and for them to get the put the big points up on the board. I love what this 49ers team did on offense with well, the defensive side of the ball as well. I like this team's defense a lot. Oh, yeah. Nick Bosa is back. Javon Kinlaw will also be back. They still have Eric Armstead and Samson Abuakim off the edge. They also drafted Jake Drake Jackson out of USC, another pass rusher who was supposed to go in the first round, but I forget what happened exactly. I think it was an injury that bumped him back a little bit. Fred Warner is still probably the best linebacker in the NFL in the middle. And then on top of that, this secondary is very, very, very deep. I wouldn't say they have like any superstars in the secondary, but it's just a deep secondary because they like to run a lot of corners out there when they play. But then I, I love this 49ers team outlook this year. Yeah, so do I. And obviously uh, bringing Debo back on a contract that he's happy with is massive. You just couldn't let him go. Like when he requested a trade, mm-hmm. I remember you and I were speaking, like first thing you brought up, like where do you think he'd go? And then you and I got to talking, like they can't let this guy go. He's Mr. Everything for them. Um, I have this team winning the division. I think they're going to compete for one of the best seeds in the NFC despite a hard schedule. I'm assuming they have a hard schedule since you have to play everyone in this division. Um, they also pulled match up with the a- with the uh, AFC West, so that's tough. Yeah, so I mean, it's a tough year for all these for all the teams we talk about today and the AFC West pod. But listen, good teams find a way. I think Kyle Shannon's a really good, at least regular season coach. Um, and then especially when he goes up with the Rams, he he knows what to do against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Got to love that, too. I mean, when you know how to beat the arguably the best team on paper in your division, I think that goes a long way. Last team to talk about here in the division. Let's talk about it, man. Let's see. What will life be like for the Seattle Seahawks post Russell Wilson? Um, I don't think it's going to be too hot, guys. Geno Smith is a starting quarterback. Drew Locke threw about a million interceptions. They do bring in running back Kenneth Walker. The third, who was an absolute stud for Michigan State last year, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf are still on this team. Offensive line did lose Dwayne Brown, and I think they might have lost one other as well. Defensively, no more Bobby Wagner. Legion of Boom's completely gone, but they still have Quandry Diggs and Jamal Adams back there in the secondary. Jordan Brooks now takes over the linebacker core, basically a new-look defensive line as well. Ben, call me crazy here, but I actually don't think that Seattle is going to be as bad as people are saying they're going to be. Yes, I know they play a hard schedule. Yes, they play in a hard division, but I still think this team will be competitive, man. They were 0-5 last year, and five of those of their 10 losses were by three or less points. I mean, that's kind of unfortunate right there. I mean, Geno Smith, I'm not trying to say Geno Smith's a good quarterback. I'm just saying Geno Smith did not look bad last year at all when he came in and stepped up. He still does have DK and Tyler Lockett out there on the edge. Those two guys are beasts at wide receiver. I think the Seahawks team could win can win six games this season. I think you're crazy. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, they still do I have just, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's a damn good coach. I don't think Pete Carroll's going to stay there and coach the team if they're just going to give up and phone it in. You know, he's got better things to do. He's in his 70s now. I think he's the ultimate football guy. Like he doesn't know what he would do with his life. Like I think he's afraid to retire. 
think Saban's the same way. Um, I, I I don't disagree with what Geno Smith looked like last year. Um, he looked fine. You may have mentioned that. may have gone in one year out the other, but Chris Carson, didn't he, like, medically retire? Yeah, he did. I didn't mention that part. Yeah. I think it was, like, a neck injury. Yeah. I think the offense helps a little bit more for like a Geno Smith type quarterback when you, Chris Carson had a lot of injuries, obviously, but he's still like a hard runner when he was healthy. I think with a rookie running back, it's a little bit harder to take a little bit of pressure off Geno Smith, especially if their offensive line isn't great. Um, I don't have much for the team. They're not a playoff team. They're going to come in last in this division. I don't even know what the future looks like for this team. Like they traded for Drew Locke to like maybe give him a chance and a glimpse to see if he could just a new situation for him. And like he, he won't even be on this team next year. Yeah, so, I think. Yeah, well, I think the future for this team is, you know, building the draft. I mean, this is the team that's trying to get CJ Stroud, trying to get Bryce Young, you know, they signed, D- they signed DK, right? Um, I believe DK did get a I new contract. So. so, I mean, yeah, think about so they're that. They're going to build though. around Kenneth, Kenneth Walker and DK. So for the next couple of drafts, if you want to listen to me, I would heavily draft some offensive linemen. Yeah, absolutely. And they got to get a QB in there too. But they also have those Broncos picks. Go get Jimmy they gotta, G. Yeah, they got a bunch of offensive line to get Jimmy G. Shoot. I mean, or you could get CJ Stroud and you have all those. I think the Broncos gave them three first yeah, but round you better picks. Have an, you better have a, you got to have an offensive line if you're going to draft a rookie quarterback. No, for sure. But, I mean, at the same time, they the Broncos gave him at least two or three future first-round picks. So, think about that. You can draft a whole offensive line for the next two drafts to come, you know. You have a brand-new five out there. Um, ben, rank them one through four for me. I'm going to go 49ers one. I'm going to go Rams two, Cardinals three, Seattle four. I think that's – I think we're going to have the same thing. It's pretty close. If you, I think – it's just a matter of who has one and two. Did you go Rams one? No, I went 49ers one, Rams two. Yeah, I'm in the exact same order as you actually. I think Trey Lance is I think Trey Lance is him, Himothy, as they think, say these days. I think they get the I think the 49ers get the two or three C in the NFC this year. Ooh, I like that too, actually. I think the Eagles get the one seed. I got the 49ers my two. I have the Bucks is my three, and then my four is the uh I guess the Packers at this point, but I mean, I don't, I'm flipping, uh, I'm going, God, the Eagles, the Eagles are so enticing. I just, Oh, by the way, do you see the Eagles? Uh, you took the future with me for them to win the division, right? Yeah. Did that you get was, it at plus 170? Yeah, that was my max bet. I actually got it in the two hundreds cause I took it a long time ago. You see what it is now? Yeah. I saw what are they favored now? Let's go. It's like they're like tied. They're like tied with the Cowboys. I don't um, know how. Da- I don't know how Dallas is still up there. I, I I can't decide if I'm going Eagles one or two with the Bucks. For now, I'll, I'll just I'll just disagree. So we're <laughs> so I'll go Bucks one, Eagles two, 49ers three, and then okay. four would be the Packers, I guess. I like it. I like it, Ben. Well, anyway, guys, everyone who tuned in, we appreciate y'all once again. Ben, you ready for tomorrow, man? Big pod. Let's do it. Hey, guys, we got a big podcast coming on tomorrow. Everybody tune in. We'll talk to y'all again soon.